You are now listening to a Rebel Press podcast. to the Super Boob Tube Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Dante Sarekia. And I am Tyler Hoskin. And this is the best damn TV podcast that three people listen to. God dang it! And uh, <laughs> You know it's true! So, um, yeah, today we're going to get into some stuff. We are back. We are going to talk about Miss Marvel. Uh, we, we got the, the third episode um, and we are going to also talk about the finale of Obi-Wan, Little Man Who Fell to Earth, a new show called The Old Man, and uh, some shows that we're watching and what we're going to be excited for. A few uh, announcements, uh, nothing too crazy. But first off, Mr. Tyler, yes. how have you been, sir? I have been good, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm, really in, I'm really enjoying the TV, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of good stuff on right now. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff on right now, and I it's hard for me to pick what I'm watching next. Really, to be completely I, honest, I know there's <laughs> almost so much. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it like there's almost so much I'm forgetting of shows that I've already started that I'm trying to get through because of other TV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Um, I am. Uh, I know you're a big watcher of like the Master Chef stuff. Like, yep. I really only care about Master Chef US, just because I like the judges. I know them, and I feel like I'd have to go back just to understand some of the other judges and how they are. And I just don't have the patience for that. But <laughs> I am loving this season. Oh, was it eleven of Master Chef? Yeah, 11 or 12. US. I don't remember what it is, but yeah. I think it's 11. But man, it's so good. All these past contestants, um, you know, coming back and, and trying to, you know, get that win. Some that are like 35th in the list that got to come back that are now have beaten out, you know, uh, runner up contestants. It's yeah. great. It's so good. And just as like a uh, off the top with all, you know, because we were kind of going to get into some what we're watching here. But I I love this season so far. And I like when they do these sort of uh, I don't want to call them gimmick seasons, but they're not, it's, you know, they're, it's a gimmick season. Sales. It's so, it is, so but, gimmicky. Right. But even last season was and like the well, I guess season nine was the one where they kind of ended it. But season 10 was kind of like this gimmick season and now this is a new gimmick they're doing for season 11 but i love it like it, it it's keeping it fresh it's not the same stale we're looking for a master chef at a home cooks like, yeah. like, like it, it, you know it gets kind of boring after a decade so <laughs> i like that they're doing this and it's i'm so excited for this week and it's it, it, it just feels nice for me because i've been out of the food 
show game for a little while. Like I used to be super into a lot of it. Like I watch all kinds of different ones, uh, different channels, not just the cooking channel or food network, but, or, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever the food, what, what is the, what is it on Fox? The, uh, uh, God, none of the three I just mentioned. <laughs> so, uh, I, I used to be like really, really into a lot of that. And, you know, and, and I don't know if Guy Fieri is still doing TV. I guess he's, Oh yeah. He is, but oh yeah. I haven't seen any new episodes of, uh, uh, triple D. You're not looking on. close enough. Really? Really? Uh, he's got triple D. He's got, uh, grocery games, Right, he's, right. He's doing the Tournament of Champions, which I think is probably the best cooking show. Really? Like, it is like competition style. It is, he's got, uh, it's a bracket, so it's like NCAA basketball styles. And oh, I might have it, to get in on that. It's, it's two chefs, and they, they rank them based on competitions that they've done before, past Tournament of Champions Whoa. seasons. And so they're like they're ranked one to eight, and there's four little brackets, and they all kind of feed down. And okay, how I, long has this show been on? Uh, I believe they just finished their third season. And each season is different. Like no one is is transferring from season to season. Well, like the there are new chefs that come on, and some come back from season to season. So are they but, trying to defeat the champion of the season before, or sometimes is it all yeah. New- but like the the I, champ, I might have to check that out. The champ gets like a number one seed, and right. sometimes they lose. For like, sure, sure. They don't get to the final again. Anyway, uh, the best part is when they're judged. The judges don't know who did what dish. Right. It's completely okay. blind. Yeah, I. You so have that. You have that. I do. Like, that I can watch. Yeah, I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to watch that because that it's, sounds. I love really it. Cool. It's, love it was, up on that. yeah, it's so good. So, either way, uh, I may be just you know not really looking for any more of it just because there's just so much kind of going on. But I used to watch a lot of Triple D, used to watch Chopped, and all this other stuff. So it's nice to have one show. Uh, you, man, I used to watch the, the Baking Championships. I <laughs> love like the you know Duff and 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 all those other uh, you know chefs doing the spring baking summer baking and then the kids baking i just it was just too much couldn't keep up with it oh, but i you, love when master chef is on did you watch the holiday Basically, baking championship thing with uh andy sandberg i did that <laughs> and i know this is before uh, maybe it was before or after we did the uh that we started the the new sort of show um you know with our change in the podcast but that was great. Andy that was Sandberg great. and Maya Rudolph. <laughs> what a great, fun, and funny challenge. I and, cannot wait for that show to come back on. Yeah. It and was so good. The grannies. Oh. Oh, everything. This is the best. Everything was great. It was such a great format for these two <laughs> comedic actors to, you know, to come in and, you know, not really know anything about this stuff. But to bring the fun and goof to yeah. like the competition food sort of circle was it, it was like really breathe a new life into this thing that, you know, the food world of TV has kind of, you know, been around for 40, 
50 years now. So it's, or maybe even longer, shit, 65, 70 years. So it's interesting to see something new now. And For sure. that was new. And, yeah. and I, and I really appreciated it because it was so much fun. Um, and that's what I love about the, you know, like going back to MasterChef, it, it's different every season now. And I'm, I'm hoping they can keep thinking of new ways. So to do, oh. the, uh, the MasterChef Australia did the back to win thing two seasons ago uh-huh. and it oh, was, nice. and it was great. Uh, this season there, so they, the season after the back to win, they did a regular season of amateur chefs and it was kind of the mm-hmm. same thing, but different twists and turns inside. Uh, this season is a half of them are f- uh, fans of the show oh, and shoot. like and can cook and half of them are favorites. So like the some of the oh. best some of the best ones they've had on the show are back oh, even winners. Newbies. Yeah, even winners of the show. So it's freaking great. Cool. So good. So I, I kind of hope they bring that into the U.S. That would be cool to see. And that's that's interesting. And not to say one is better than the other, but because I know Gordon Ramsay is not on those other uh, shows. He's but he's, been, that- he's been he's uh, been a guest sh- a guest judge on a couple of the Australian episodes. And okay, during the uh, celebrity Australian MasterChef. Tilly uh-huh. Ramsey, his daughter, was one of the competitors. Oh, that's awesome! So well, because he yeah. owns the the MasterChef brand, I, I I kind of feel like some of those things. He he obviously he's probably on the board of that whole his whole company and business, of course, is a name. But I, I think that, um, which one is running longer? It would be U.S. Right? Or am I wrong? Uh, I believe. So I just looked at my phone there, and the this is season twelve of US, and it's so they're oh, okay. f- they're at fourteen on Australia. So I and interesting. Like, okay, the so UK is getting... on like seventeen or sixteen or something like that. Oh shoot! Wow. Okay, so I'm way off because I was kind of getting to the point that maybe he's testing these ideas on these other shows before he brings them to the US. But maybe it's maybe maybe it's not backwards, but maybe he just likes, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm very, very interested in, in how the shows are kind of going. So, yeah, it definitely totally wrong on that on that point. But, it definitely started in Britain. Right. Oh, for sure. Sure. OK. That, I mean, obviously, that makes sense. But it's super great here. I yeah. mean, I'm not a big Hell's Kitchen fan. I think the the, uh, the just kind of stay on this this sort of yeah the the later topic, seasons but, like when it was first out and he was angry yes. and like those were those were the best now he's kind of mellowed out a little bit which is yeah, fine and, but right. they just it's the it's the same freaking thing every week right That's like what, that was my point I think that the you know I I could care less about him being that. I've seen it enough. I don't need to see it. Yeah. So the show is literally the same every season. It's it's not as individualized as MasterChef. It's teams and challenge, and it could be anybody, any faceless chef in there. Yep. I I don't have it in me to get invested in these no nobodies basically that are trying to you know. 
trying to make it in the kitchen. It, 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 I think I don't know why it keeps. I guess they have good ratings. I just don't know why it's still in here. But we've spent enough on cooking shows. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Master Chef's great this season. It, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, so this is Super Boob Tube Dudes. We're gonna talk about what we're watching, and we kind of already started a little bit there uh, with uh, off the top, but. Um, and we also talk about some topics. We'll talk about some TV shows, some highlight ones we've kind of already mentioned on the top there. And then uh, we'll get into some announcements uh, if we have any, which we have a few here. And then we're going to get into what we're excited to watch and we'll end the show that way. So, Tyler, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've been watching, uh, got caught up on The Old Man. That's great. Yes. Oh man. Uh, Three episodes am, in. It's yeah, already got so a season good. two. And uh I'm I'm slowly getting there with the Lazarus project. Uh I, I took what, what episode do you want? I'm on I'm, two. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. I'm on episode I just finished five today. Yeah, I'm on episode two. I literally I just okay. started it and then I kinda decided I was I needed to like stare at it. So I was like, I need to work. Um, so I got to put that on pause and I'm going to put the umbrella Academy on and I'm on episode three of the umbrella Academy now. Oh man. Yeah. I totally forgot to put that in my notes, but I definitely Uh, want to talk about that because I finished that caught up on the Orville. Obviously all my cooking shows, all my master chefs. Um, I finished all my Chicago's for the season wrapped nice, up nice. uh strange new worlds i'm caught up on that i i'm not caught up on the orville um oh and the boys fuck yes oh yes oh my god the boy i'm so glad you got <laughs> caught up with that because we will definitely be talking about that uh anything else anything on the side uh if you've had the time no like that's literally all all i've been watching is those shows right now so right right okay um all right so few uh, things on the list here we'll talk about and um uh, i'm going to save some of the ones that are uh you know we can both kind of talk about for last but like i said we're we're going to talk about miss marvel here we're going to talk about the Obi-Wan finale um umbrella academy just real quick since you haven't finished i killed it because i knew they were going to be kind of hard to burn through um but man this season was great um, and I don't mean hard to burn through like it's it's a chore for me or anything, but I knew if I didn't get it out of the way, I'd either forget about it. And, you know, it's kind of hard to review a Netflix show weekly, obviously, because it drops. So <laughs> All it, it's, 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 it was always hard to do like Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke. You know, when those shows were on and we were doing just comic book shows and stuff, it was so difficult to try and talk about that show. Uh, or those shows because they're just dropped all at once. So I'll say this: I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if it's the best season yet, but I will say it has got me so much more invested in certain characters than any other season has, other than five. Um, you know, number five, the kid. Yeah, yeah. Who is, yeah. Other than that character, I, because I, I think he's been my main. Well, he's yeah, he's been the, the main series. guy, right? Yeah. But I love Diego this season. Absolutely, nice. I, I I really couldn't care too much about him before. I thought he was kind of you know a cocky dick, 
And I mean, obviously he's supposed to be, and he played that very well. But this season made me give a shit about him. It made me care about uh, Klaus even more. And season two really made me care about Klaus. But I love Klaus this season. And um, and then Luther as well, like, really got me uh, into, you know, Luther uh, in his sort of, uh, in a deep way. Um, I, I, I thought the whole uh, transition of... Uh, uh, Vanya to um, Victor. Victor was was great. I thought that was fine and handled perfectly. Oh, it was you know, handled I, perfectly. I, it was so good. Yeah, I mean, it was just like you know, this is who I am. You got a problem? They're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, and I thought that was great, and that's kind of how it should have been. And I, and and I I liked how it, you know it kind it evolved through different characters that she you know met as the series went on that she hadn't talked to or, you know, mentioned this stuff to. And so it, it kind of all worked really well within the season. Um, the whole main plot of it, although this, this show is a brain buster already. Uh, I, I think they really handle some of the time travely, crazy Dr. Who type stuff really well. Um, the end of the world stuff is always fun. Every season's like the end of the world. Every time I, it's a, it's a very good show. I have to say, I don't know who's sucking whose dick over there at Netflix, but I'm so surprised this show has been canceled. Not because it's bad, but because Netflix is Netflix, you know, <laughs> and we'll get rid of shows because no one's getting become, you know, becoming new subscribers because of these shows after season two. But this show is like, right under there with like a stranger things or uh that show you um you know it 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 it, i don't know i wish we knew some more like statistics and numbers about you know why they keep some shows around but it, it is a very good show and that's never stopped netflix before but i'm so happy that it's here i really hope that they can kind of make a, a fourth season you know, especially with Netflix hurting, it would be, I, I think it would, you know, with their stocks and stuff being the way it is, it would be a better bet to keep a show like this. And, uh, you know, even though Stranger Things we know is going to be one more season and done, they're keeping it. You know, I have a feeling that dwindling uh, and whittling down the stuff that no one really gives a crap about is a better idea. But keeping this show is a really good idea. And I, I think just the uh, the social media attention this show brings, uh, you know, out of the other Netflix, you know, the branded television uh, is is the one reason to really keep it around. But I love this show. It it is one of the shows that is better binged, um, out, you know, out of the handful that are. You know, a lot of people can say they could binge anything, but. There are some shows I like week to week. This show is like the whole season is the show, right? So it's 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 definitely one of those shows that I'd like to uh, I like to keep going on. I think that's why I kind of burned through it too. Also, it's a lot of content and forgetting certain things and uh, you know waiting a week and watching seven or eight shows in between before you watch it at the next episode kind of deters you from staying on track, you know? I feel you. So, 
so I, I, I that's another reason why I kind of felt like I had to, had to burn through it. Um, but then again, I, you know, I ended up forgetting about the man, like the man who fell to earth or, you know, like, Oh crap, I got to watch that. Or, uh, I just, you know, I'm trying to get through season one of, uh, for all mankind. And I, it is a long show, but man, that show's good too. Um, before I get to that though, what are your thoughts on, on the old umbrella cap? So far I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, the Diego having a kid thing is pretty hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's another, like that whole storyline is just, it's really, really cool. What are you, uh, a few episodes in you said? Yeah, I'm at th- three episodes in. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah man, it, a 10 episode season is just really perfect. It, it really is the sweet spot if they can, you know, if they can fill those episodes with the right amount of content and, you know, get the story out and done. It really does work. Uh, and I don't know if it's, you know, there's some shows can really do it and some shows seem like they can't. It's all about writing and planning, I guess. But the way that they're able to, you know, end an apocalypse each season <laughs> sort of thing and move forward. And the way this season ends is very interesting uh, to where uh, uh, to, to where the next season could go. So, and that's kind of how every season has ended. But this one, especially because it's so different, and uh, you know, out of three, it's what other thing could they do? And you'll understand when you know when when you see uh, the end. But it's like, what? How could they end? this you know this this particular story apocalypse sort of end of world thing a different way than the last two times and this is kind of a you know the the only really thing i could really think of and keeping the main players around um but yeah so uh have you watched any of all mankind nope okay do you, you know about it I know nothing. Okay, so it's it's very it's very cool. It's an Apple TV show. Third season is uh, going right now. It's about like three or four episodes in. Um, I'm trying to catch up before this third season ends. What I hear is that the second season finale is like one of the best hours of television in the past decade. But haven't got there yet, so I really have nothing to say on that. Just things I've heard. However. It's basically what if uh, Russia got to the moon before us. It is like a what if scenario on the space program. The whole show is that. And I guess each season takes place a decade apart. Um, Joel Kinnaman is in it. Uh, He works for, you know, NASA and the space program and all that and Apollo program. And it's, uh, you know, set in the 60s and Nixon's president and, uh, you know, Russia ends up getting a man on the moon first. And everyone's like, everyone in the U.S. is just watching it happen. And it's so interesting how, uh, the, you know, the politics of the program and the players within the program and the astronauts and, uh, you know, women becoming astronauts in the program very, very, very much earlier than how it really happened. Because when we tried to go up there after the Russians in the show, 
it couldn't, it didn't, didn't happen. It, it like something happened. There was an emergency or whatever, and they couldn't, they couldn't do it. And then the Russians beat us for the first woman to the program. And it's so interesting how the space race is kind of, uh, you know, played out in the show so far. I think I'm on episode five. There's like 10 episodes a season and they're like full freaking hours. But it's so interesting. It gets into the lives of the wives and the husbands of the program. And, uh, you know, then it's following this, uh, this Mexican girl who's like a, uh, you know, kind of a dreamer and, um, and also like someone who's very interested in this as they're watching on TV in Mexico and moving to the U S and our dad's like a janitor in the U S and she's, you're watching her grow up as the season progresses. I think she's going to be a major player here toward the end of the season or next season. It there, it's very interesting how uh, they're, they're kind of showing the U S and Russia and other countries and, and stuff, how, how all of this has kind of affected the world because Russia was first in space and then I guess season two is like a decade later and three again, and they're like on Mars in season three now. So uh, I, I really, really like this show. It is, I wouldn't want to say it's a chore, but it is a meal. Like it's definitely uh, something you really have to kind of, you know, dive into. Um, and, and you're either for me anyway, like I totally forgot I was watching it. Like trying to finish <laughs> Lazarus Project, trying to finish, uh, uh, you know, watching Old Man, watching Man It Fell to Earth, and and the Marvel and Disney stuff, and then Umbrella Academy, and definitely trying to burn through Umbrella Academy. I totally forgot to keep up with uh, with For All Mankind. I'm trying to watch, a, a, you know, a couple a week here, but. I really enjoy it so far. It is it is very 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 well done. The effects are amazing on this show. I don't know. Apple is really doing a bang excuse me a bang up job with their TV. Like they they've I they've really really good stuff that they're doing, and I and it seems like they're very selective. But with some of the shows that they make, they are putting their everything into those shows. I mean. Like the, the um, what's the news one with Jennifer Aniston? Um, oh, the morning show. The morning show. That one's pretty good. And I'm behind on that. Um, th- then, then they got the servant, which is creepy and weird. And I'm behind on that. Like, there's a lot of different Apple shows. I feel like I need to catch up on. But this one is very, very good, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to catch up. Catch up. Uh, another show uh, I'm watching. Um, I haven't caught up on Night Sky. I've really only watched that first episode. I, I probably will burn through that hopefully soon. Um, but the Lazarus Project, and you said you only watched episode one and two, or one? yeah, just one fully. Yeah, I think I'm like okay, so ten minutes into two. And so, uh, explain to me, because I'm kind of a few in. Where does one leave off? Uh, he figures out everything. They go off on their first mission yeah. and his wife gets hit by a truck or girlfriend at the time, I guess. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, this show's great. And yeah. 
without giving anything away for you, which is which should be kind of easy because each episode only progresses a little in the main character story, but mostly introduces you to the cast of characters and how they got introduced to the Lazarus Pro- Project. So without giving away their stuff and the little bit that's kind of progressed, the main gist is just there's a time loop and you either know that you're in the time loop or you don't, or you can be introduced to it, uh, I guess, intravenously, as you find out a little bit later, um, if they want to indoctrinate you into Lazarus Project program, which is kind of like an offshoot of the dark CIA-ish type of area um, of spies and who have certain knowledge about certain things. But they have like this device that can time loop and... At a, at a certain point in time, and it will always come back after six months. And they've stopped the world from ending, what, I don't know, eight, ten times, they said, something like that, a dozen times. And this guy is has been told that he has, like, this, this mutant-type ability to uh, sort of perceive these loops, perceive that that time is jumping and he's living it over and over. And so they pull him into the program, they train him and they're trying to stop this one guy who used to be an agent from blowing up everything and, uh, stopping these people who are in the Lazarus project, which he used to work for. And in the meantime, he lives his life a few times with his girlfriend. They get married. She's going to have a baby, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, the few of these different times happen before he's pulled out and uh, told, you know, w- what he is and, and how he can kind of uh, work for them uh, in, in stopping these, uh, you know, certain world ending events. And, you know, he gets distracted and things happen. And like you said, at the end, his girlfriend gets hit by the truck when he saved her before. And now all of this has started. But the time loop is ended because they stopped the world from ending. But now his girlfriend who was his wife in a different time and had a baby or, and, and was pregnant and stuff is now in a coma. And none of that happened because this was a new time. Loop. So all of these things drive the main character to make certain decisions, uh, you know, along with the other episodes, introducing the other players and their history uh, we know before the program and, and all that stuff. And it's, it's amazing and it's heartbreaking and it's, it's just, it's crazy how they were able to make this, this, the, the concept of just the time loop, which you've seen many times, in different shows and movies, you know, Star Trek has done it and you've seen uh groundhog day and a happy death day. And, and then this stuff like that. But this brings it into such an interesting, personalized, serialized way where, like, you're trying to stop the world from ending and you do, yay. But what about all the other things? And what about all the how many times you had to stop, try and stop the world before the six month cycle started over again? Like, just to preview episode three for you, Tyler. (laughs) There was a woman who was working for the program who got pregnant in the time loop. 
or before the time. So she was already pregnant before the time loop started. Yeah. And she has her baby in the time loop. And it takes them an, an immeasurable, immeasurable amount of time to try and stop the world from ending from like a nuclear blast. And she has the baby every time and experiences it every time. And how, what that does to a person's mind, it's, it's horrifying and it's so messed up. It's one of the best episodes of television I've seen just because it's just gut wrenching. But oh, when you when you watch episode three, it's oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it really, really like that episode alone like clinched this series from where I'll watch this till this show's done. But ju- the the idea that they were able to create that like that tragic story for this one character. And how she is intertwined in this program is it's it's just fantastic. Now, is the show going to be the best show ever? Probably not. I really like the show. I like time travel stuff, but um, I don't know. I, I love what they're doing uh, with this show and the decisions these characters make. And I've always had this um, like this idea that making the main character of a show like he's your hero you're following him but then you know twisting and turning the character to make certain decisions that will kind of make him look like maybe a bad guy or you know someone adverse to the the common goal of the show to save the world because of a certain you know decision or choice he's got to he or she has to make is always something that's been very interesting to me so when they kind of followed that path in my in my head you know with this show uh without giving too much away is is very is very cool to me so i i think you'll i think you'll like where where the show goes but yeah that's the lazarus project and i guess it's on sky tv it's a is that a, it's canadian no uh, british no oh, it's, it's british british, okay. british. Okay. but yeah i Damn i Brits. really really enjoy the show so far, only eight episodes in season one. I'm got three left, and uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, a, another show that uh, I'm, and I think we're both watching here now, and you're caught up is the old man. Oh yeah. Yes, this brand new show, and it seems like FX and Hulu are dropping a lot of new things, like. There's a new show that uh, that just came out called The Bear. I have not had a chance to watch it yet. There's two uh, two episodes, I think. Um, but it's about you know uh, these cooks work in the kitchen in I think Chicago or someplace. Um, looks really good. Haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'll definitely talk about it once I have. But The Old Man is another one of these shows, and. I have never been I've never been happier to see Jeff Bridges on TV. How do you think about this show? I was I was skeptical at first, like Jeff Bridges as an old man, CIA former operative sort of deal, and just living off the grid, and somebody finds him. I'm like, yeah, 
and then I watched it. I was like, "Yep, fuck yeah, this is fucking amazing." Absolutely, <laughs> the, just the way that they were able to write this show and make it as interesting as it is. But you, you know, they didn't really start it off. They started it off like, "Okay, this guy's badass. It's cool." And, you know, there's some cool you know, fight scenes and the stuff Jeff Bridges does. And I don't know if it's him or stuntman or whatever, but the situations that kind of put him in in that first episode, you're just like, he moves fast <laughs> and he is precise and holy crap. And then they kind of get deeper as the episodes go on. And, you know, it's more, uh, you know, it's more personal. And then there's the woman and. and and, and then, you know, the, we got the other flashbacks of that woman who were younger and then who, who were older before, you know, uh, her untimely, you know, you know, her passing. Because obviously the old man is no longer you know, married, but he's by himself. And but but it's like all of that and the reasons. And, you know, uh, we're still trying to figure out some of those reasons, but like why he's chosen the path that he has and who he had to betray to do what he did, uh, you know, the organization and the individual and the, the people he, you know, the woman that he was with, who was she? And <laughs> like, there's so many interesting things going on that background, all of this, uh, you know, the awesome things that Jeff Bridges kind of brings to the role as this sort of, you know, this old man, this silent guy who has secrets, who you know, he has these two dogs and he talks to them and they follow his orders. And, uh, you know, and also the the younger versions of him and John Lithgow, who was like a handler of his and now yep. is the guy hunting him. But, you know, really doesn't want to, but has to to save his sort of name and reputation and you know, who Jeff, Jeff Bridges's character's daughter really is oh, in the show, that which was is a, a fantastic fucking shocker. Oh, the fa- best shocker in season two or episode two that like was like, what? Like there it's because he's talking to her on the phone for like an episode and like a half or more or more. You like, find yeah. Out, yeah. Or was it like it was like episode three in the beginning you found out or something like that. Yeah, but just like him talking to her on the phone and never seeing her face and then finding out and you're like, what? But but back to the younger versions of Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow's are, are unbelievable. They it, it, I, I, it, it's like that they're them. <laughs> I right? Is, yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like, I don't know if are the I know the one guy who plays uh, Jeff Bridges's char- younger character is not doing the Jeff Bridges sort of deep, raspy, old voice. He sounds like a very young version, and he looks a lot like him. But the guy, I don't know if the guy who's playing John Lithgow's younger character is, is that his voice? Or is John Lithgow doing a voice? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. That's because it really does sound like John Lithgow. He's doing the best John Lithgow impression I've ever heard in my life, if that's his voice. Because he's doing all the inflections and the different ways he says letters at the, in, inside and outside of words. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I, 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 
every time I'm, I'm like dialed in when that younger version talks because I, I'm like, is that a voiceover <laughs> or is that him? Because he's doing such a good job, and and but it doesn't seem like it's. Well, it's it's, it's wild, but at the same time, very cool. The just the uh, the the relationship that those two characters had in the past, and what they have now, and. I really like that they're able to like this show kind of reminds me a little bit of Homeland uh, that was on uh, Showtime in the sense that you spend time with different characters each episode. And yeah. I, I like how it's, uh, you know, it's really uh, paced well in the way that you're learning a lot about all the different characters. I know it's only a few episodes in. But and we do have to know about so these certain characters, but it's not we're not spending the entire show with uh, with Jeff Bridges, right? And no. I, I, I like that. I, I like that we get to spend a lot of time on the other side, the uh, you know the other side of these people trying to find him, uh, you know, after being discovered. And and it, it's it's good. It, there the show is broken up really well, uh, and and man, I. Every time the episodes end, I want more. But it's it's doing such a good job of keeping my interest. It's one of those really cool CIA hunt the man, you know, type of shows. Uh, very fugitive like, uh, but you know, it's a CIA operative who was on the run, and now the CIA is trying to track him down. And I really love this show. Anything else to add on on the old man? No, it's yeah, it's it's really good. That's all I gotta say. And yeah, it's... I and I don't know if it's just Disney, you know, because they own that side. But someone's saying yes to a lot of things, and I'm really happy that FX is is being able to you know let out these these awesome projects. I mean, like I heard the bear is very good. All of that dropped on Hulu, whereas, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not an FX show. I don't know why I was thinking it was. This is on AMC. So scratch all of that. <laughs> but I, I'm so, I got, I got so caught up in like all these new shows. The, the, this is an AMC show. What am I thinking? No, it's this an F- is a great FX show. AMC show. The old man's an FX show. The old man's an FX show. Is it? Yeah. Um. Oh, you okay? Okay. I thought I. I okay. So I'm right. I, I'm right. Okay. Anyway, someone at Disney saying yes to a lot of things at FX and and the Hulu side. I don't know why I thought this was an AMC show. I thought this was like uh, on AMC Plus and and stuff like that. But I I guess I'm wrong. But yeah, like there's some really good things coming out of Hulu. Um, you know, it's owned by Disney and all that, and and this this is one of those shows and once i watch the barrel i'll definitely talk about that and see if that's one of those shows as well but it seems like there's a lot of good tv coming out of, of there um and isn't uh was it the dropout on hulu as well i don't recall that elizabeth holmes show um with uh um amanda seyfried but anyway 
I'm I'm not watching that, but my wife is, and I am watching certain episodes, uh, you know, while she's watching. So I'm not 100% caught up on the show, but I am watching kind of as she's kind of uh, getting through it, and she only has a little bit left. But that show is really good too. It kind of makes me want to go back and start from the beginning. I don't know if I will. It seems a bit <laughs> bit heavy, but uh, and just there's too much already that I'm trying to watch. But I'm enjoying what I'm watching when I'm watching it. It kind of makes me upset because of the content, you know? Like, she, this lady, this this young girl, created, like, or pretended to create this million, billion dollar company to, uh, you know, help people, which is all based on a lie. (laughs) You know anything about Elizabeth Holmes, this lady? No. So she, she basically tried to uh like out of his college uh ended up trying to create this business she ended up creating this business um that was like this pharmaceutical-ish type company about like trying to figure out all the different things about a person and their you know ailments and what kind of uh things they might need to uh you know get done health-wise based on a single drop of blood and it was all a lie and she and these scientists and these people in her company and business that she ran, this like multi-billion dollar like operation over the course of a few years, I'm sure, maybe five or six years, uh, it just made millions and millions of money based on lies. And that's the show. Fun. And it might be right up your alley. Like I think it's like eight episodes, ten episodes. But it's crazy. And like she like researched like a lot of different like business technique techniques on like how, you know, uh, men handle business and how they run companies. And like she based off on like Steve Jobs and, and stuff like that. And like she even changed the way she, she changed the way she spoke like in public. Like she like made her voice like a couple octaves deeper. Like like she changed the way she talked to like gain notoriety like it's it's crazy how she just tricked everybody and shut people up in her company and uh, had people like it was like a cult and and it was crazy but it's a very interesting show from what i've been watching um and you there's also like real commercials and stuff like on youtube of the real person that I meant to see for just playing. Apparently this woman went to jail and or should be in jail. I think she escaped like all these charges and things like that. Um, maybe she was fine or whatever. I don't know the whole legal battle in case, but I think some of this stuff is still going on, but yeah, uh, she probably should be in jail right now. If she's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Like I, I, the one episode I just watched, uh, the other night, one of the, uh, one of the lab workers was trying to figure something out. And um, apparently one of the big uh, uh, guys who helps fund this, you know, and, and put his money, invested money into her company for his grandson works as well there in the lab and stuff like that, or different part of the, the business. And this, uh, this worker, she was trying to, uh, you know, get a, uh, a certain sample on a patient and, and, and whatever, and realized that, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. Some of these things don't match up. She's figuring out it's a fucking lie. 
And then she's like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. She calls someone's like, Hey, I'm trying to get this done. And this doesn't make same make sense and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she's like, Oh, I'm the only one here. And they're like, uh, okay, someone's come to you. She's like, someone's come to me now. I'm the only one here. <laughs> like, it was like scary. Like someone's coming to kill her or someone's coming to, you know, cover her, like cover this all up. And someone shows up and totally falsifies all these things on the computer right in front of her. And, and just says everything's taken care of. And she's like, but that's wrong. This is a, this is a person. This person, you know, needs these medications. This and that is like, they're not totally healthy. What, this is totally wrong. And they just left it at that. And then they're now she's trying to get this, like she's trying to figure out how to take down, uh, you know, and stop this Elizabeth Holmes lady. And then also convince this investor's grandson that he was wrong to invest in her. And then there's this reporter who's trying to get information from this scientist who committed his, who committed suicide that worked directly with Elizabeth Holmes. His wife is trying to get with this reporter and get all of this legal stuff and all this proof she can to try and take down this liar. That is Elizabeth Holmes. It's, it's very interesting. Um, but it's kind of maddening because it's like, I can't believe this actually fucking happened. It's just kind of disgusting. But yeah, that that's that show. I know I don't even watch it. I'm talking about it. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really is. It's, it's just, it's wild how people can just lie and make billions of dollars. But uh, let's talk about the man who fell to earth. Cause we're going to, we're going to run here pretty long here, but what is this? The penultimate episode, this last episode. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yep. I love this show, dude. Tell me, tell me about the show. Tell me what, what you liked about this episode. The interrogation was probably the best interrogation I have ever witnessed in my life. On it TV. was like the whole episode, right? <laughs> like that, that whole back and forth with him and clay was just perfect. Oh, I know. Oh my God. The, the gun, the, you know, uh, ask me a question yeah. and you ring the, uh, the chamber and pull the trigger. I <laughs> just like, Oh my God. It was so nerve wracking. I, and, uh, I, I love that too. I, I really, really did. Uh, and him figuring out, like, I love the, the, all the, like the brain work, that and, and all the 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 working out all the problems that yeah. each side has that they they are able to film and, and get you know in the show. I mean, Clay figuring out the uh, you know asking questions and, and getting these answers that that lead him to these other things like using the X ray machine to hurt him since nothing else will. They try to burn. They try. <laughs> they they try to suffocate him and then they they try to waterboard him and he's just spewing water and and like all of this stuff that they're trying to torture him with to get these answers was just it's just really brilliant the way that they're able to craft this show um and then this whole other like group that saves uh uh, the woman's daughter and her her friend, right? Yep. And, and and then toward the end, and then also like 
the end of Clay, I was not expecting. Like I, I was not expecting him to go out. No, like, neither did I. And that, and, well, it's also another reason why I think this is just a one and done series season. I just, I don't know if I could see another season. Can you? Uh, honestly, I think, I think I will leave my answer to that with how they're gonna finish. Like if they wrap it up nice and clean at the end of the next episode, then yeah, I don't. I, yeah. It's. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I I I'd have to wait as well, but I, right now, I don't see another pending threat. I guess other than what they've kind of, you know, I guess there is a lot more content, you know, with oh. The signal is to bring all the Antheans here to Earth and to live here, and also the project and the you know the uh, everything that that uh, he's created, you know, with, with the core and all that is also to save the Earth. That would be the new home to the Antheans, right? So I I, I guess that could be season two. But I, I still, at the same time, I don't know how they can kind of get there, uh, you know, in time to end at, at, at just one season. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it'll end and maybe they won't show up because I guess they have to have the vessel, uh, you know, I, and I guess uh, what Bill Nye's character is going to shoot that vessel off for the Antheans to come pitch a ride on. But is that going to happen? Is that real? And yeah. is he really... Uh, you know the guy from the movie, or is he somebody else, or is he both people? Like that ending with him there in the cave was like, who is who, right? Yeah, exactly. But man, I I, I do love this show. It is it is very it is very good. I'm very excited very for good. the uh, the finale episode. I just can't believe it kind of snuck by, you know? Because like, I mean, not by us, obviously we're watching it, but no one's talking about this show. It's nowhere. You know, I don't see billboards. It's not on social media. I don't see it on TV. Like, I don't see any commercials. There's nothing. I I don't see... I I saw adverts before the show started. And that's the last I've seen any type of mention of this show. Other than us talking about it. Isn't that odd? It is a little strange, yeah. I'll agree with you there. I mean, we, I mean, you know, we see the big stuff. You know, you, you see the you know the comedies and the other things, the Disney and the Star Wars and and the Marvel and stuff. You see all that all over the internet. But this is a show a lot of people should and would like. You know, should be watching and would like. It, it, I I just I can't believe no one's talking about this show. Um, but it, it's just very very. Weird. But uh, uh, moving on, um, Strange New Worlds. Uh, how did you like the uh, the fairy tale? I guess I guess you could call it a filler episode, but I don't know if I'd call it that. A lot of people want to call it that, but uh, I mean, this is Star Trek, right? Yeah, I feel and, like this this show it's, it's hard pressed to call any single episode. A filler right, episode. This theory. 
Yeah, with without calling every episode a filler episode because they're not like it's absolutely right. Like it's story per story per story. Yeah, sure. There's some overarching stuff that's going on, but yeah, it's it's your classic Star Trek. It's there's a yes. thing that happens and due to where they are, and I think this one was pretty neat on how it how it all came about. I, I would agree. I, I found the, you know, the entity as, you know, in quotes has been everywhere in Star Trek lore for so long, but a different type of entity doing what it did and the way the episode ended and the doctor's daughter and the, the storybook that kind of came to life on board. I, 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 it was started out interesting and then was kind of meandering in the middle and ended spectacularly in my opinion um but i i really i love that all like what seven eight episodes in they're already going hard on like characters that might not survive here you know and yep. I, I honestly I, I was i was really really hoping that the doctor's daughter wasn't going to be sticking around for a long time even though i thought that she could have and I'm so happy that they were able to handle it so uh, gracefully and and not draw that out in in this season. You know what I mean? Or in the coming seasons that this show might have. Like, yeah. I love that idea. Like, man, this guy's got a daughter that's sick and he's keeping her in a transporter to keep her alive. That's awesome. And then we have like 800 other stories where she just keeps going in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm so glad that they didn't like, they didn't, uh, uh, you know, use that and mine that. Yeah, for well, a the, long time. Somebody had the idea for this episode and backtracked like, it to like. Yeah. Well, and it was like this was the reason for the episode, and like the backstory was thrown into episode one or two or whatever it was, and then it was like, oh, right. that was easy, done. Well, and also now they can use her, this, I guess, this older version, this other, this character, yep. this, this could be something they could, they could pull from later on, which I think is awesome. You know, yep. she could, th- this character who has grown up now and, uh, you, you know, with the episode story that has, has progressed, th- this could be like a good version of the queue in some way. You know, this could be their cue in in a way that they could, uh, you know, pull from every, a few episodes or whatever, or even the entity itself, uh, if if they, you know, personify it in a way that they, they can, or maybe they can just do the daughter. But I I love the idea that now they they have this connection to this other space, you know, entity, um, and, and I and I like that about Star Trek. Like I, I love that you know there's a few hundred people on a vessel and we only get to see about a dozen of them and they're doing their thing and they visit planets and meet different people. And then they're back out in space. You don't see those people ever again, but now we have a connection to something in space that can always kind of be there or visit them. You know, and they don't have to be in the same region that they met or created this sort of mixed entity with this life form on the, on the, you know, ship. Like I like that, they're they have these tethers now to other things and that's what's so cool about star trek with you know their their continuing journey 
as they meet different civilizations and people and things like that, we, they can always go back to them and then also always go back to, uh, well, I guess not always because we, especially with this crew being so early, um, I, they, they can't really meet other, other things that we've met in other shows because they've been you know, so much later, but we can meet other things we've never met before. And, and it doesn't necessarily retcon any of the stuff that's come after it. It's just, they've never, you know, we've never really gone back to that. And I guess that's one of the big gripes of new Trek. You know, what can you, you know, visit first that hasn't already been visited first. And then what can you, you know, visit once that has never been visited again? How many times can you do that or create that new stuff? And I, and I guess that's a problem that I, that discovery I think was trying to avoid um, and, and making their show, which I still haven't caught up on, um, you know, ultimately led them to the far future, which they don't have to worry about that anymore. But, and this could be an issue with this show. And I, uh, I mean, I, mean I, I, I guess there's been a lot that's already been discovered. Um, but r- what can they you know, what could they, you know, meet? What, what could they come up upon that we haven't already seen that are firsts? You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's a big roadblock that they're trying to avoid here. Um, you know, I guess uh, other than the inter-crew sort of things going on um, and, and other species that are either on the ship or, or, you know, Vulcan stuff that we've seen now a few times already on this show. How do you feel about that? Just not talking about this episode in general. We I, we both obviously really like this episode, but what what do you feel about that with the Trek stuff kind of going on in this direction now that we're so far back, even before, um, you know, Kirk and all that? Uh, there's so much to explore. I think. I well, right, and I get that, but what 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 I'm trying to kind of get at is like how, how do we navigate the universe other i mean obviously they could just create new stuff that that's great yeah and, and i guess they could just work around uh you know uh, you know where those things could fit in down the line or maybe they don't but how, how do you feel about how the trek universe is, is going back in time the way it is and how, how they can uh, you know navigate the universe that has already been created versus creating new things or uh, getting into a trap of uh, of, of messing with canon. I, I honestly don't think there's going to be an issue, to be completely honest. Um, okay, I mean that's fair. What I, they've done so yeah. far is pretty good. Yeah, I I mean they it's not like they don't have the material to source from. They they know sure, where yeah. and what they can and shouldn't do, and I think they're going to stick to that. Right. I mean, and also there faith. could be so many things that, you know, this crew or any other crew could have come up upon um, and, and, and you know, been, quote unquote, top secret or never talked of again. And, you know, maybe there's firsts before the firsts we saw with this crew. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I get that. There's a bunch of different ships. We really only follow the flagship and then, you know, Deep Space Nine, which is not a ship at all. But I, it's interesting, though. 
because oh, those sure. logs are passed down and um and, and I'm like I'm not upset or anything like some fans but I just find it interesting how they uh you know, are able to navigate or you know when we find some mistakes that aren't navigated and then we run into issues with bumping into things that have already happened or should have happened differently and and that's interesting just you know on a yeah. writer's standpoint but I don't know, man. I, I, I really like this series so far. I, yeah. I really do. I mean, not every episode is great, but I, I think that every episode, you know, means something or is funny or is, is just very different. And I'm, I'm, how do you feel about this crew? Because I'm really enjoying this, this specific crew. Oh, yeah. No, I, I really enjoy the crew. I think the, it's a neat aspect since most of the crew has already been on like as the characters has already been on the show, like on TV. Right. right so it's, it's right. character, it's actors portraying a character that has already seen yeah, airtime. Yeah. So it's, sure. it's interesting to see it happen that way in reverse. Right, right. All right. Um, well, let's, let's get into it here. Shall we? Do we have to, what do you want to talk about? Obi-Wan or uh, Miss Marvel? I don't care. Miss Marvel was a lot of fun, but yeah, Obi Wan needs to get out of the way because I'm. Yeah. I don't read it. Well, okay, so go ahead on. on, I I did watch the finale. I watched it right before the show, just to get it out of the way. Um, what what did you think about the show overall and this finale? The I mean, the finale was probably one of the better episodes. Um. Right. The only real part that I super cared about was like the last five to ten minutes where he was back and then he was like off on a his own journey again, you know? Like he's sure. yeah. Walking in I, the desert. <laughs> I feel like this whole season could have been wrapped up in the first episode and then it would have been him going out and doing things on his adventure. You know, right. just like finding himself yeah. again. And that could have been the next five episodes. And I think I would have been better with that instead of yeah, you know what? trying to. That's very interesting. Yeah. Instead of trying to figure out, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand the whole six episode, let's save Leia crap. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I have the same feelings you do here. I, 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 and I like that idea that you brought up. Like all of this could have been wrapped up in maybe two episodes, and then the yeah. last four was him and starting it, like, his journey, bef- you know, on Tatooine or whatever before he. There was no reason. Yeah, there was no reason for Obi Wan to encounter Vader or any of the Inquisitors, for that matter. None at all. Yeah, it, it was all just because fans wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah, and that's. And to do, like, there are certain movies that do fan service and TV shows that do fan service well. Right. And, like, fuck, seeing Vader pull down a ship and all that badass shit, that was wicked. But, like, Obi-Wan yeah. didn't have to be there for that to happen. Right. You know? Right. Like, it it kind of felt like it was, like, two or three shows mixed into one. Like I felt, okay, so this, what really surprised me, what I just learned was that originally this was a three movie night. And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> like how? Why? Yeah, At that would have been a movie, bad maybe? idea. Yeah, and it probably was, and that's why they did what they did. But at the same time, I'll say this, and I don't like saying this about anything, but it is what it is to me. And it's it's something that really kind of sums up this show and some other things that I've said about uh, said this about other shows or movies. It was a okay thing with cool parts. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about this show. Like, I and I don't like saying that about this because I love the characters. I love Star Wars. And I love some of the things that were going on. Like it had some really cool things that I really loved in this, in some of these episodes, but it was not a good show. Like it wasn't a bad show, but it was between bad and good. <laughs> and it, it, it just, it didn't do anything for me. No. I mean, if, if, if seeing lightsabers twirl around and Darth Vader being cool and bad and mean, and a flashback of young Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting Vader. If that's the show you wanted, I'm so happy for everybody that got that. And they showed that. And that was great. But that's not a show to me. You know, and, uh, you know, as much as I love the little Leia girl and Obi-Wan trying to protect her and stupid, uh, uh, you know, uh, stormtroopers being stupid and dying. Oh, my God. And, you know, all that stuff. That's all great. And these are all fun, cool things that are within Star Wars that we've seen before. And it's fun that they can put them in a show like this, but it doesn't make it a good show. And I don't think this was a terribly good show. You, no. you know? I and completely I, agree. I really wish they knew what they were doing. And I don't know, man. Uh, it, it could have been so much better. It really could have, and uh, and honestly, I think it really got trapped in the no stakes game, uh, uh, you know, of Star Wars, uh, you know, and not just they. And ugh, it's a it's a bad writing. You can make stuff that you know, and and and, may, and write things for characters and a story that you know. Uh, are are going to survive down the road. They've done it many times in comics. They've done it many times in books. And especially in the Star Wars universe, they've done this and made them compelling, good stories. And this was not one of them. It just wasn't. And I, I they didn't give me enough reason to care for Reva. I don't care if she was a youngling that got stabbed and survived. I thought it was an interesting idea, but they didn't make me care about it. Right. I, I, you know, they Vader being cool and badass. That's great, but I don't care. I, I, it's cool to see, but, but why, you, you know? Uh, and I, I did like a few things like in the finale and the end, and he's got the slashed mask and, you know, telling Obi-Wan in a 15 second, piece of dialogue he's like you didn't kill anakin he's like i did and like that was awesome but it doesn't make the show good you know and i and i feel that uh you know it felt like there were like two and a half good episodes and the rest was crap and just meandering nothingness 
Um, you know, you had a couple heartfelt moments of characters they really couldn't develop that you, you got five minutes of, yeah, I'm pretending to be a bad guy, but I'm really working for the good guys. Whoops, I'm dead. And like, okay, I guess, you know, like, I, yeah, they kind of made her death scene cool and the robot saved her and died himself saving her, even though he couldn't save her. But like, I, I feel that they, they, they didn't try hard enough. I feel like that they're trying to get the quick fan grab with, you know, the shiny keys and the <laughs> lightsabers and, and uh, you know, and Spooky Vader. And uh, it's just not enough. And it shouldn't be enough for fans like us, you know. And, and, and look, I don't think the show's terrible. But, man, it... it 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 needed some work and I, I don't know if it got trapped in the covid rewrite stuff or the too dark for disney stuff so they had to change some things and reshoots i don't know but this could have been a one movie thing um this could have been a straight to disney plus uh like or straight to disney star wars youtube of obi-wan fighting vader and just let us have this this duel of them fight and that's all we really needed it seems like that's all fans needed but they wasted six episodes on it twice you know (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's like hey fans you want to see obi-wan and vader fight because (laughs) obi-wan and vader used to fight as obi-wan and anakin here you go, and here's some extra crap that we really don't care about in the middle. That's yep. kind of what it felt like, and I, I feel bad <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but, like, dude, this could have been so cool, and there were some cool parts, but it still really could have been a lot better. And I, I just I just don't... Um, it's a really sore spot in the Star Wars universe now. Like, And honestly, this last episode only made me want to watch episode four more and and if and if that's all you need uh, and if that's all they want you to do is to get on that disney plus and watch you know 1977 star wars a new hope then i guess they accomplished their goal because that's all i really want to do now is you know watch that movie but i i don't know i mean obi-wan was great Hugh McGregor was fantastic as the character. I mean, his teary eyes there at the end with Vader. Vader, I loved, I really did love when they spliced the Hayden Christensen, uh, James Earl Jones voice at the end with his mask all messed up. There was some cool stuff, like I said. I really, really loved a lot of different pieces of this show. But as a whole, this was a disappointment. And, uh, I mean, I, maybe I, I should just compile all of the things I really liked and and just watch it in that order. <laughs> but, but then it wouldn't be a show, kind of like this show. <laughs> it's just very... It was just such an off series. I, I kind of don't know why it needs to exist other than being a, you know, a, a thing for fans to, to gush over. Uh, but... Anywho, uh, anything else... <laughs> or did I kind of sum that up for you? <laughs> yeah, nope, you're good. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, for the end here, Miss Marvel. Episode three. Holy crap. This uh, this show is cool. A lot of backstory. Um, a lot more family stuff. We got the uh, her brother's wedding. Uh, man, we we got some interesting backstory on these characters uh, that they, they, I guess they're called the, the Jin who are also uh, called the clandestines. Uh, they're an old Marvel comics thing uh, that is not really well developed in the comics, but they're a thing. I really feel like that they're, they're pulling a lot of obscure things from the comics within, you know, Marvel uh, and the MCU and making them things in the shows and movies. Like it seems like that's, they, they're they're really pulling from things that are not popular within the old books of the comics and kind of making them mainstream on screen, which is a very cool idea. You know, changing them, uh, you know, uh, uh, giving them different origins or, you know, using the names and titles of things and kind of reworking them for a modern day, uh, you know, sort of the way I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy were kind of like, but they're going deep like way deeper and then bringing them out and mixing them into our modern MCU. And what did you think about the whole 10 rings, uh, connection at the beginning there? Like, do you notice that? No, I did not notice that at all. You didn't notice that really. So in the beginning, they show this flashback in like 1942 and, the like the, the clandestines, you know, they're yeah, looking yeah. for with the great grandmother. Uh, they're they're there looking for this uh, uh, the bracelet thing. Yeah, and they find it on the blue hand, which is a Cree warrior or someone, um, you know, of the Cree race, which is connected to Captain Marvel, which is also connected to Inhuman stuff. Which still could be a thing that Miss Marvel is, uh, you know, and Kamala Khan is sort of connected to. And I think that's really cool. And I like how, and, and then they pan out from the hole in the ground that they're being, you know, they're doing, they're, they're in there and they're being chased by these people. And there's the 10 rings. Like oh, the I symbol completely, the completely missed that. Yeah. And so total connection to Shang-Chi, Iron Man 3, all that stuff. And the, the alien artifact that are the 10 rings. So I'm very curious to see if all of these things are connected, you know, are the 10 rings, the bracelets from eternals, the, uh, uh, the bracelet now here in, you know, are they all these old weaponized, these artifacts that are just built differently and, and made differently to do different things for the user or whatever. So I'm very curious to see how Miss Marvel in the future, the MCU kind of answers that stuff, um, you know, later in the future. But I love all of that. Um, I, I, I think it's really cool that we're getting to see a lot of this stuff and um, man, the fight scenes. What did you think about this episode uh, after all that? Yeah, no, this, this episode was great. I loved all the, the fight scene throughout the kitchen. That was a lot of fun. Oh my God. And really, really cool. Bruno coming to save her, or at least trying to, yeah. and uh, can't was it Cameron trying to like play both sides, yeah. kind of sort of deal, and yeah, it's very interesting. Right, right. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah, and then, then him being connected to the quote-unquote bad guys, yeah, but, like not wanting to be, it seems like he doesn't know what he should think because he is a young person in that, uh, you know, that group, yeah, um, and not old like those other people, and you know, and then then, then now she has to go to uh, um, Karashi to find her great grandmother or whatever it is. I guess she may still be alive, which I think is really cool. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool show. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this episode. Um, I don't think there's not really much else to talk about it. Um, but anything else on this episode? I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm missing things, but I, uh, I'm there, very yeah. I mean, there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole lot in the episode really. Yeah. So. It was like backstory fight and they messed up the wedding and I kind of yeah. do feel like they, they glossed over the, uh, you know, her kind of ruining her brother's wedding and, and then him not really being mad at her about it. Uh, I think they kind of, well, they, yeah, that like kind of happened. Were, that kind of happened at the end where they were kind of, yeah, yeah he, I mean, he really there. didn't address it. I guess he was just kind of consoling his new wife and stuff like yeah. that, but all of the family stuff and the wedding stuff was really a lot of fun. I, they really do that very well in this show, but, um, but yeah, I think that's that's about it. Um, other than that, what are you excited for before we end the show here? Uh, I am excited for the well, I'm the end of Stranger Things of this season at least. That's Friday, which is awesome. Yes, for sure. Uh, oh well, man, we, we even talk about the boys. You know what? Well, we'll do we're going to try and get together Thursday. Yeah. And we'll talk about the boys because we're running a little late here. So, um, and, so uh, we'll definitely be, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the yeah. boys here. Cause I, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get in that. And I think we need a little bit more time since, you know, you're all caught up and we can kind of talk about the whole season so far. So what else here? Uh, Westworld's back, which is cool. Um, I'm really behind I, on that. I'm not but, watching it. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, that's about it coming out this week, really, uh, other than all the other yeah. shows. Okay, uh, well, there's I guess there's a new show called uh, with Chris Pratt called The Terminal List starting here soon on Amazon. Um, so I'm interested in that. I still have not started Dark Winds, but that has a second season uh, that was announced. And I'm definitely excited to start that. Also continuing it's Marvel, the last episode of Man Who Fell to Earth. And uh, definitely going to catch up on, uh, you know, Orville and, and, and everything. Um, and also finishing the Lazarus Project uh, as those eight episodes are all done. Um, but yeah, I, I won't, I'm not, I didn't watch, didn't like the way season three was going. Fair with, enough. Uh, with that, I don't think I'm going to be continuing that show. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, um... Yeah, until uh, until next time, I'm Dan Strekia. And I'm Tyler Hoskins. Check us out. Yeah. Episodes and previous ones and all that. And we'll definitely try and get here later on this week to talk about the boys and get that whole, uh, all of that goodness uh, talked about. Um, but in the meantime, I'm Dan Strekia. And I'm Tyler Hoskins. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and keep on tubing. You've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.